Hello, ladies and gentle nerds. It's your boy Graham, also known as Hamhawks42, and I am here with another episode of Overthinking MTG. All right, so we are on the Gatherer homepage, and from here we are going to, as we always do, look at a random card, and I am going to talk about it for at least 10 minutes. Um, this is very possibly an exercise in insanity, but hey, let's let's do it together. One of us. Anyway, that didn't even make sense. Um, all right, so random card. Let's go ahead and view it. Pulling up a uh, hindering touch. Okay, here we go. This one is actually not bad. I've got some thoughts on this. So, this is a card that came out in the set that wh where my magical uh, experience all started, which was Scourge. Uh, it was the third part of the Onslaught block back when blocks consistently had three sets. And uh, this was also the set right before. The, uh, the uh, 8th edition when they updated the border and that's when the modern tournament cutoff is. So it was a pretty pretty influential time in Magic's history. And in that block, they introduced the storm mechanic that I believe actually, I believe it was Scourge when that first came out. I might be wrong. There may have been instances of it beforehand, but I feel like that was, I feel like it was Scourge when it was introduced. But, um, yeah, there was a, there were a lot of interesting interactions with it. You had certain cards where Storm produced some pretty devastating effects. You know, um, there was, I think, Aether Burst, I want to say, where you bounced a creature, or bounced a permanent. Like, it was a boomerang that had Storm on it. And then you had, um, you know, there were some damage spells. This was all before Grape Shot got printed, which changed the game completely. And also, I don't believe Empty the Warrens was around at that point either. There were some of these kind of staple finishers that we see in Storm today showed up later. But you had cards like, you know, like Aether Storm, like, um, not Aether Storm, uh, Aether Burst, I think it was. Anyway, it might have been Aether Storm. I don't even remember. But there's the, the blue one. There was, uh, there was a handful of other just really devastating storm factors. But there were also cards like Wing Shards, where it was two blue and a colorless, and and, and at instant speed, I'm sorry, it wasn't blue, it was two white and a colorless. At instant speed, uh, target opponent sacrifices an attacking creature, and it had Storm on it, which kind of felt like it's already a very situational thing, so to add Storm dorm onto the mix it's just kind of like punishing your opponent for using their pre-combat main phase didn't really make a whole lot of sense like flavorfully like why is this a storm you know what is storming here I, I didn't get it but it gives you an idea the reason i bring that up is because there were a lot of cards in this set that had storm just kind of incidentally you know there are also cards like hunting pack comes to mind it was an instant instant for seven you produce a four four green beast token that's it. That's all it is. And it's mono green, uh, but it has storm. And so if you cast it at the end of your opponent's turn and they've done some stuff, you get to storm off and get multiple beasts is the idea. So, but I mean, in practice, it's not worth much. It, it wasn't really particularly fun. Um, you know, it, it almost never worked. I've, I had it in a couple of decks and uh, back in way back in the day when I was just kind of tinkering with stuff uh, well before I knew how to look at a card and identify whether or not it was good, and I thought, man, if my opponent plays three spells on a turn, then I can pop this in the middle of their turn and get four beasts. That's amazing! Like, yeah, but that situation is so 
it's just so like fringe and weird. And on top of that, you need to have seven mana open in order to do it. It's just ridiculous. And then to top it all off, you have cards like this, uh, Hindering Touch. And it's an instant for four. Counter target spell unless its controller pays two. And it has Storm. So this is a counter spell that is designed to target storms. So if somebody is building a storm deck, the idea behind this card is if you have as long as you have four mana untapped, they do a bunch of stuff. They cast all their opts and cast some ramp spells and do some stuff so that they can just churn through their deck. And once their storm count is up fairly high and they throw that finisher, whatever that is, be that a mind's desire or a hunting pack or whatever the, you know, whatever their finisher of choice is. I'm trying to find ones that are, I'm trying to think of ones that are unique to this time. Although it would work on a grape shot or empty the Warrens. And then, so they throw that down and then basically you slap a mana leak on every single one of those. And they would need to pay two for every single instant of the uh, every single copy of that spell so it's a storm that can it's a counter storm which is actually like it's one of those things where i have a number of these cards and i think i even have a foil one and i was looking through my stuff um and here i thought that i thought it was great because i knew that storm was a common archetype that was out there in the meta today so here i was thinking like oh man i bet people in legacy don't even know this like weird little common exists i'm sure it's fantastic then i took it to a friend of mine and he's just like dude that costs four mana no like legacy or modern well i mean it's not legal and modern but even if they were to reprint it like there's no way that's not playable it's just too expensive and too situational like even in your sideboard you there are better options not i mean the not the least of which now is fluster storm which is basically the same thing except i think it costs one <laughs> you know so like it's just so much better it's just if your opponent is playing storm you just say no stop it so that's it i mean then you also have cards like uh whirlwind denial is a new one from theros beyond death where it does a similar effect except instead of being dependent on the number of spells that have been cast it can actually target activated abilities as well and when you cast it it immediately tacks on to everything on the stack regardless of what's there it's just all of them you got to pay i think it's four to, it's it, it's really good but it's kind of expensive like it costs three or four so like you need you know you got to own it you need to really be set and devoted to using it um and so i don't think it's going to make any kind of a splash in standard i don't think it's going to make any kind of a splash in modern it's just too expensive it's just too clunky just like why hindering touch didn't do anything in a lot of those decks um i have no doubt that there was a time in standard in in the right standard meta where it was okay to run a couple of them in your sideboard you know i'm sure that time existed i wasn't around well it was Type 2 back then, not standard. But anyway. So it's just not... This is one of those cards that didn't age as well as I had hoped. Because the other imp the other thing about it, the way that Storm works, is whenever you play a card with Storm, you create a copy of that spell for every spell that has been played previously this, this turn. And 
a traditional counter spell. So if I throw a storm out there, if I throw, say, Grape Shot, which is a storm spell that deals one damage, and then it, you know, copies for every for however high your storm counter is. If I if I play Grape Shot and my opponent plays just a traditional counter spell, what's gonna happen is it's gonna counter the first one. But the problem is I now have this stack that's full of these spells. So yeah, you're gonna remove one of them. But I don't care because the bulk of the damage that's going to happen is coming from all of the copies. And it doesn't touch the copies. Well, Hindering Touch can touch the copies. So that's the idea, is you can actually counter all of the copies. Because the owner would have to pay two for every single one. And that mana cost just gets so ridiculous so fast. So, you know, this is not a bad design, for a card. I mean, clearly they brought it back with Flusterstorm because Storm has been some or forced to be reckoned with. It, I mean, heck, Mark Rosewater's, um, I believe it's Mark Rosewater, but I mean the the official Wizards like blog tool for gauging how broken a mechanic is is called the Storm Scale. It is such a busted mechanic that it has become the name. And the measure by which all mechanics will be checked to see how busted they are. So the fact that there are cards like this out there that leverage the ability to stop it is pretty cool. Uh, but it's just not good enough. You know, and Flusterstorm is decent out of the sideboard. But even then, I understand it's not getting a ton of play. And it's a very similar effect. And it's just competitively costed and available in Modern. So it's one of those things where clearly the idea is there. There's clearly something of value. So this is the kind of thing where the only situation where I can see someone playing Hindering Touch is if there's a casual play group or a commander group and somebody has a weird janky combo deck that goes off, like goes infinite and goes wide and creates copies of stuff. Because if somebody's running that type of a deck, like if somebody's built a commander deck around winning with storm for some reason, which is the kind of stuff you can do in commander. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm sure it's out there. And if you have a storm commander deck, let me know. And if you could send me that deck list, I would love to check it out because that sounds, that sounds fun. And you're talking to a guy who has, I have a tacit gear deck that is designed to kill you with folio fancies. It works. Just trust me. It works. And it's beautiful. Except not really, it's super janky, but it's really funny when my opponent, you know, goes, wait, what, what happened? Anyway, um, yeah, simultaneous milling all three, uh, opponents, it's a good time. Anyway, so, with, um, with Hindering Touch, yeah, the idea of just a counterspell that, oh, the other thing you can do is, if there have been multiple spells countered, or multiple spells cast in a given turn, and somebody just casts one, so let's say somebody casts two spells, you don't really care, you let them resolve, and then they cast a third spell, which is like the big planeswalker that you know is going to wreck the game if it's allowed to resolve. If you play Hindering Touch at that point, because it storms twice, what they're going to do is there will be three counter spells targeting that planeswalker, and those each one of those counter spells forces someone to pay two. So your opponent will have to pay six in order to satisfy all of the counters which if they've already played two spells in a turn unless they have some of the most ridiculous ramp out there right now that's probably going to come home and it's probably going to work so you know 
it's one of those where it's okay. But the problem is every format where you could play this, you could just play Counterspell. Or Absorb. Or, I mean, there's... A, hell, Cancel is better than this. And Cancel is just a strictly worse Counterspell. Yeah, in general, it's just not... The truth is, Hindering Touch is not just not a great card. I think it has the... It has the bones of something great. Like, the idea of something great is there. But it just didn't quite execute. It's just a little too expensive. Um, and as a result, it ends up being... I, I have no doubt that it was decent and limited. You know? But that's really all... The only place where it could live. <sighs> Alright, and with that, I think I'm going to go get some sleep, guys. This has been fun, as always. Uh, I have been Graham, also known as Hamhox42. I stream every weekday morning over at twitch.tv slash Hamhox42. That is my morning workout where I also enjoy playing uh, gumpy, weird, jank decks and uh, just talking with people who enjoy having fun with the game. Because after all, it's a game. Alright, guys. Have a wonderful evening, a wonderful day, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Do it well. And know that uh, you are appreciated. Alright. Have a good one, everybody.